Blake, what what time is it? Because in a in a post baby world right now, it feels a bit like four a.m. to me. Uh, yes, it is four a.m. It's four. Okay, good. <laughs> that tracks mostly with the way we've been operating for the past three weeks. So <laughs> right. Oh, uh, we had that stretch of about three days where sleep wasn't a thing. Sleep. It was no sleep and a bunch of liquor. And do you know what the worst thing was? Since that weekend, yeah. I have not had a night where I've slept more than six hours. Yeah, no, no, no. That's how me, that's baby life for me right now. It's absolutely nothing. That sounds great. You got to sleep for 17 hours after the trip was over there, right? <laughs> I'm talking about a load. A load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tan. And the other man. Wait, where'd he go? My co-host, where is it? Ground control to Major Dad. <laughs> it's we're doing Son. podcasts now. Where Son, are you, Major Dad? You'll be a father soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm a and daddy the cat's boy now. In the cradle in the silver spoon. <laughs> I'm doing podcasts now. I'll see you real soon. Fuck me like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> we went from dead to left field with that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I am. A- See, what I love is the fact that back in the day, if we ever like missed a week, it was such a blessing in disguise because we're like, oh, when we come back, we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about in the opening segment, and then the rest of the show can move sl- smoothly. What I've learned is since we've skipped like three weeks. The fucking world was like, you're gonna have a whole show of nothing but stories. So, people out there who like the BS part of the show where we make up dumb movies and shit, fuck that. We've got too much to talk about. Because in the past three weeks, I've gotten a new car, a new baby, and I went to Las Vegas. So... A lot's happened. Now, which one would you like to talk about first? Because I feel like we could fill up a lot of time with just us going back and forth with Vegas. Also, I've been watching my friend's cat. That's a, that's about it. Well, you also had a show premiere, which is another reason why we haven't been able to record. I did have a show premiere where... I mean, it's been real good, actually. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, I don't have any fun stories about it. It's just like, it's <laughs> good because it's like i'm doing the theater thing that i love i did stay over at my friend's house last night because my brother had a horrible horrible stomach virus yeah and i'm watching his house for him and watching his house means watching his almost blind kitty cat um and watching an almost blind kitty cat means that if you try to go to bed at 11 o'clock Almost blind kitty cat doesn't know you exist anymore. Oh no! <laughs> and so she starts like, meow, meow, meow. 
also, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick you up, put you on the bed, kitty, kitty. It's like, you're going to pet me, right? Oh, pet the kitty. Kitty cat lays down. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Two minutes later, I'm feeling a little restless. I'm a cat. I'm going to jump down. Wait, now I'm alone again. I enjoy more the Garfield version of this, where the cat can speak English, and it's just like, Dave? Dave, where the fuck are you, Dave? I, my name's Blake. We've met before. You don't have to... Dave! Pick me up, motherfucker! It'd be really weird if she thinks Michael's name is Dave. Oh, no, no, this is you. She, she'll call Michael, like, Mikey or something, which I feel would make him more mad, but for you, he's like, Dave! Pet me, you insolent cur! Oh, Come I'm sorry. David! David, you cock! Put me on the bed, David! Oh, David, it's 4 a.m. You're still awake, right? Good. David, my shit beach is full. Could you please remove the shit from the beach? As a matter of fact, I brought a little bit of shit beach with me on my paws just for you. It's gonna... I'm gonna sit it, put it in the bed. This bed's about to become your own personal shit beach, David, yes! Welcome to shit beach population, you bitch. And he smacks you in the face with a paw that's covered with shit beach. Uh, okay, so I, I guess we could start from the beginning, because the, the two stories that I have that don't involve you are kind of also sandwiched in this. And so I got a new car. It's a very nice uh, uh, Hyundai Hanata, Sa- Hanata Cybrid. Do you know it, how I knew you? it was a new car, other than the fact that you told me it was a new car? Just mm-hmm. an interesting thing I noticed. You had a trash bag in the passenger seat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I looked down, I looked up, and I really didn't know who I was in the car with at that moment. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I opened the door and five billion protein shakes didn't spill out of the side of it. It was so bad. People at work would, like, I would go outside for a 15 for, like, a smoke break, and they would come by, look in my car, see the pile of protein shakes, and just go... Nah, motherfucker. You clean out that car right now. You got 15 minutes. You can get halfway through, maybe. Um, so, but I, the car's not the story I want to tell. I want to tell the story of my first, um, tipsy driving experience in the car. Would you like to guess how long I owned this car before I drove in it, tipsy? I don't want to know if I can hear the, want to hear this story. I believe it was, um, let me check my calendar here, uh, a day. <laughs> An entire day is how long I lasted. Um, so, I went to go see, the, of course, the men who guested on Fight Boys for our show in Vegas, Mega Ran. I went to go see him in concert, and I bribed him with a copy of Mortal Kombat 11 to come on our podcast. And, uh, <laughs> no response? You're just like, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sitting over here being a responsible human being. Look, it was a good show. I'm just saying, baby. Um, so I go to his concert, and it is pouring cats and dogs. There is 
enough. I thought Thor, God of Thunder, was coming to the earth with how much lightning was shooting around me. In fact, I went to Burger King to get something, like, just to get a snack before the show, and they're like, could you pull up and wait? I'm like, nah, bitch, I can't. There's way too much lightning happening right now. Yeah, you're Um, fine. So I finally pull up to the venue, which, from the outside, firstly, it's nowhere near Birmingham. It said it was in Birmingham. It's not. It's, like, up in Trussville, which, for people who aren't from Alabama, is, like, 30 minutes away, probably. Oh, cool. It's close to where you live. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 uh, other way. So, even further for me. Um, and I pull up on to a mountain in front of just what looks like an old Tyson chicken factory. And I'm, I look at my phone like, I don't think this is it, Chief. I don't think this is where we're supposed to be at. And then I look at my phone, and they're like, no, no, this is where it's at. Uh, get, come on in, Schaefer, uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord, who was also there. He's a great rapper. Uh, he's he's taking the stage. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. So I get out of the car, and I walk up to the venue, and Schaefer is just outside smoking a cigarette, looking at his phone <laughs> in a way that – in a, a body language that only can say, someone fucked up. <laughs> that's the only thing because also there's like 10 cars in the parking lot <laughs> at max i once um greatest thing that ever happened around our high school was uh when a couple of people planned to have a fight in front of the local tyson chicken factory yeah and uh that probably drew more people than this fucking concert in the middle and, of nowhere you know, and then- after they got done fighting, they turned it into a concert hall. Yeah, it was um, um, it was amazing. Dude with a broken nose can go. Yeah, yeah. So I go inside. I hand off my umbrella. I go talk to Megaran about wrestling for a solid thirty minutes, which is the minute that I was like, "Oh, cool, we're good." And it was put on by a company called Heavy, Ma- or what I thought was called Heavy Made Weird. Like, oh, they got heavy music, but it's also got, like, a weird edge to it. So, like, nerdcore rap and stuff like that. No, it wasn't heavy. It was heady made weird. And the way I realized that is when I walked in, just mushrooms painted across the walls. There's an old arcade cabinet for a game that I didn't know existed. Oh, what was it called? No, like, I looked at it, and my mind couldn't process the game. Like, it was just like, oh, that's an arcade cabinet, but you're not physically allowed in your corporeal form to know what this game is. Oh, did you find the Polybius cabinet? (laughs) Yes! Uh, There's a cardboard cutout of Bart Simpson. There's two couches just there. And fucking billions of children. Just a bunch of children who have no idea who any of these guys are just running around doing Fortnite dances. And that's when I said, this is about to get buck-fucking-crazy. There you go. So, uh, Schaefer goes up, he performs, and that was the point in the night where I finally gave in and went, let me go to the bar. And, oh, hold on, let me give you another uh, setup of what it looked like. If you go to a concert... What's the one thing you expect to see? Like, take Um, out the crowd, take out the performers. If you're in a venue, what's the one thing you need to put on a show? A toilet? That? (laughs) Yes! And there was a big one in the middle of... No, no, no. A fucking stage! There's no stage! It's just like... 
It, it was literally an old Tyson chicken factory. It looked like a fucking fallout, like a level in fallout because like there were just like these two loading dock areas that they were performing on. There's the cage where I guess like the office workers went up top. No, that's where they danced. Yeah. And underneath it's the bar. So after that, I finally go, fuck it. I'm going to go to the bar, get me a drink. I walk up and it's not a well-kept bar (laughs) so i looked at the guy and i'm like hey man um what mixers do you have basically trying my best to be like do you have ginger beer i really want an irish mule and the man turns around and he's just got this sly like pulp fiction motherfucker because he's just like hey buddy let me tell you right now i can mix you up anything you want big man Tell me what you want. I can make Kahlua Babas. I can make baby nipples. I can make... And he just starts listing off shots that I did not know existed. Is this the part where you said English, motherfucker? Do you speak it? (laughs) Yes. Um, And so finally I went, oh, no, no. I meant like, what kind of soda do you have? And he goes, oh, don't worry, man. We got Coke and Sprite. (laughs) I'm like, you cannot mix me anything. He goes, well, we also got some Red Bull if you want that good, man. I'm like, all right, (laughs) fuck me up, Ted. Now listen here, Ted has already won my heart in a bar situation with Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I ordered a a Coke and a Jack and Coke, and this was weird because he pulled out Pepsi, and I'm like, I know we're in the South, man, but you gotta fucking, you can't just be like, we got Coke, and then just start pouring Pepsi. Pepsi. Dude, the same fucking thing happened um, at the damn after party uh, when we were getting our drinks. Because oh, Jack wow. and Coke was Jack and Pepsi. I mean, it's a good mix, but still, that's not what I ordered. Exactly. Um, it's, pe- Coke is more bitter. Pepsi is a lot sweeter. A little yeah. bit of bitterness adds to the Jack taste. Okay. And it just complements it better than just the full Pepsi sweet. Okay. Uh, so get off that the, soapbox now. There we go. I was just I was taking a step back and pausing, like, all right, and now let's edit him back in. Let's go. Now um, listen here. <laughs> no, we can't do this. Don't so, make me start talking about cabbage again. So after that, I go through the whole show, and afterwards, I've had about four drinks, and I'm thinking, like, well, it's only fair. I need to go talk to Rand one last time. And uh, talked to the other guys, like MC Lars was there. I'm a huge fan of MC Lars and all that. So I walked up and I talked to Megaran for a few. He's like, hey, man, yeah, I'd love to do this show. It'd be fantastic. Just keep messaging me on Twitter and I can take care of you. And I'm like, okay, awesome. And then I looked at Lars and I said the best joke I had at the time, which is, hey, man, thank- I saw you guys back in 2011. You inspired me to be a rapper. And he goes, that's really nice, man. I'm like, I'm not a rapper, but, you know, I'm just saying if I was one, you'd be one of my inspirations. And Lars is straight edge, which means he wasn't drunk, but being drunk is the only way to understand what he was doing, because he just kept going like, this kid's adorable, man. Look at how adorable this motherfucker is. (laughs) This kid's so adorable. He just... What And it wasn't like mocking. He just wouldn't stop calling me adorable. Hey, you know what? This is a funny, like, experience that you get. Yeah, yeah. Because I bet you don't get called adorable a lot. And I mean, and I don't mean that as a negative thing. I just mean that sometimes people with baby faces get called adorable. And so now you've got to live how my life is sometimes. (laughs) 
you got to uh, live uh, on my side of the tracks and tell me, how does it feel to be adorable? It was so, he just wouldn't stop saying how adorable I was. Um, and so after, oh, also another thing that happened, I did go see him back in 2011 at a place in Birmingham called the Bottle Tree. I told Ran, I'm like, hey, I was like, hey, Ran, I saw you guys there. He's like, oh, yeah, that was awesome, man. Just speak it up. How far are we from there? Like, how oh. far are we from that area? Oh. And I just laughed in this man's face. And I said, you are 45 minutes away. And he went, what the fuck? How? 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 <laughs> but isn't this, how do they still call this Birmingham? I'm like, they don't. This is Trustville. He's like, what happened? <laughs> My agent fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> My agent fucked up for you, baby. Oh man, um, I I miss Bottle Tree. It closed down yeah, a long that, time ago now. It, it closed a while back, but uh, yeah, that was my that was the one week when we couldn't record the show because, uh, well, the day before I think we were supposed to record, and Emily had a uh, birth scare, so I was like, "Hey, we ain't we ain't recording shit this week, buddy." As a matter of fact, I got a um might not record tonight <laughs> um. Buddy. And I responded, is this the big um? Yeah. Are you just not feeling good? Yeah, and I was like, I think it's the big um. And then the baby went back inside. Like, no, I'm good, dude. <laughs> then the uh, baby went back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't we then cut to, I think the next week I had another pregnancy scare, which explains that week off. And then finally the big trip, because the BS boys took Las Vegas. Yep. I think the it, second weekend... It, it, it bent us over a barrel, I just want to say. By the way, though, I think the second weekend, because we took Fight Boys off, too, it's just like, we're gonna need to prepare. <laughs> Emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Like, we need to, we need to get in, like, the fucking time chamber and prepare, because we'll need a year's worth of not drinking to get through this one weekend. The hyperbolic beer chamber, yes. Yep. Um, so... Basically, you got to my house at about midnight, which we had to leave at two in the morning. Yeah, I want to detail kind of like what my uh, what my thought process there was. Okay. So we had rehearsal until about 10.15 is when we got out because we had a long rehearsal, and that's fine. And that's when I realized, oh, you know what? My little CBD pen that I got, really like it. But the batteries died because I've heard some, they've been having some problems. And the uh, vape store I go to stays open really late now. Like, they stay open until midnight. Well, and that's, be that's because they're around a bunch of bars where exactly. drunk, people, drunk people like me are like, man, I'm going to juice some beer right back, guys. They also have their own cereal bar and wine bar now. Ooh! Um, but... So I went in, and uh, the owner, Clayton, this is Vape Loft in Birmingham, if you ever go in. But the owner, Clayton. Um, not sponsored. Not sponsored, just shout out. But um, I know him uh, pretty well now, and he's like, yeah, man, I got you handled. Uh, just give me that, the box, and I'll replace it for you for free. And so he did. And I got it, and it's like, I just kind of chatted with him for a while. Damn it, Mike! And it's, I didn't know this part! <laughs> it's just like, man, he's such a cool dude. Damn it! <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta go. It was probably 
almost 11 at that point. Yeah. So like, yeah, it'll take just about an hour to get there. And as I was on the freeway, you sent me a message that said, now you remember, I'm, I'm, I'm at home now where I've moved into with Emily in our, yeah. in her house. Cause that's, that's ours now. That's where I am, not my parents' house, right? I said, yeah, I guessed. And <laughs> I, I dictated that just as I was tr- getting like maps, maps. What was that address? Uh, I can't even talk shit about you wasting time though, because you got there and we promptly sat down and watched like 30 minutes of diners, drive-ins, and dives with Guy Fieri just being like, oh, we're going to go to all the best places where they've got bacon. We're going to see bacon ice cream. I'm going to go under a nasty bridge with a troll and make a sandwich. I forgot about that one. It was it was an hour-long special about bacon, and we watched 45 minutes of it. We wrecked it, but... um. Then I went back into my uh, my bridal my my bridal bedroom. Yes, my marital bedroom. Fell asleep and then woke up at three. Well, I, I remember looking at you and being like, "We got to be up at two. So, like, if you're up before I am, just whatever." Yeah. And, I go, and then I wake up at three. I don't remember that last bit, but it's just <laughs> I wake up at three a.m. to Emily shoving me and being like, "You gotta go." And I go out, and I'm like, well, maybe Blake's still asleep. No, you're just out there fucking vaping on your CBD pen up a storm, baby. <laughs> you know, I may have lost track of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so- I may have just gotten out. It's like, oh, man, it's a really cool morning out tonight. I'm just going to, like, sit on my car hood. Yeah. So and look after- at the star. Uh, after that, we then promptly drove to Atlanta. Atlanta. We drove to Atlanta. Um, we this is also all documented. So if you're on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, you will get to see the video of well us getting there. Because once we got on the plane and alcohol started flowing, the concept of filming this trip went out the window pretty fast. Once we got on that plane, like it was like everything changed because we've gone into fun road trip mode into. Yeah. Fuck plane mode. Well, my favorite is when we got into the gate. I was like, oh, we got a little bit of time. Let's find somewhere to drink. And then there was just a TGI Fridays where you stumble up to the bar. And I think Guy infected you because you were like, I'd like a Bloody Mary. I was hungry. I'd like a Bloody Mary and a plate of your finest bacon. <laughs> I that was I had I got two orders of bacon. Thank yeah. you, sir. And you had a, a, no, it was a pile. They gave you a pile of bacon on a pervert sheet for your nasty plane trip. <laughs> and I drank that Bloody Mary. It was great. Yeah. So, I dipped my bacon in it. Yeah. So then uh, after Spirit Airlines were assholes for a solid 45 minutes, we finally do get on the plane. Did I tell you about how I got my bag into the personal item, like, little container thing? I believe it was by breaking half of the merch we brought to give to people. That was part of it. The other part was like, I tried to fit it in, and it's like, I know this bag is big enough to fit in, because I've done it before, it just becomes so overstuffed. Yeah. So I took some stuff, I rearranged it, and I I put it on top of it, and it's like, it's just sitting on top. If I could just... So I lifted it up a good six inches, 
and I just kind of shoved it, and it <laughs> slouched right in. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it was a perfect fit at that point. I looked at the dude that was giving me shit saying, oh, if it doesn't fit at $60, I said, it fits. And then you super kicked him, and then we walked on the plane. And then um, I got arrested. And then here's, here's the thing with Spirit. When I fly Delta, Delta will give you, like, here's you a nice Coke and some snacks. They will, you know how they usually they'll be like, well, we've got peanuts and cookies and crackers and all that. Which one would you like? If you're like, give me them all, they'll be like, fuck yeah, here you go, dude, live your bliss. Um, and I don't drink a lot on Delta flights because I'm like, oh, they're already sustaining me. I don't need alcohol. In order to deal with Spirit Airline, Blake, how many bottles of tiny liquor did we get? I believe the last count was eight. <laughs> it was like eight or nine tiny bottles um, of liquor to get through it. Now, and this was this was spread across two two flights that uh, amounted to six hours. Yeah, so it wasn't that. And then my favorite, Dylan had some choice quotes, the third fight boy. And probably my favorite quote from this section was he walks over and he was also, he was on our flight to Vegas from mm-hmm. Detroit. He walks over, he goes, oh, you guys only got like snacks and, and, and a Coke. I'm proud of you guys. You didn't get any liquor. And then I just sheepishly reach into my jacket pocket and empty out the nine bottles in front of him. And he just stares at us like, you pieces of actual human shit. <laughs> and then walks back to his, uh, back to I'm, his seat. I'm pretty sure he said that, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, here's the dangerous thing with Dylan, though, and it's the dangerous thing with you, is me and Dylan have a similar relationship that me and you do, which is we don't hang out a lot, which means when we do hang out, I will end up with a hangover the following day. Now I've got, by your powers combined, a combination that says Scotty will not be sober until he gets on his flight out of Las Vegas. I've never... And I, th- I, I would like to preface this by saying it could have been much worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot fucking worse. But I was in a almost constant state of, hmm, I got a drink in my hand. Yeah. No, the because best way- every time you enter a goddamn casino, they'll put one in your hand. I, I described it to one of my friends as a fugue state where you're between drunk and sober at all times. Mm-hmm. Like, you're never... Unless you sit down for... Because we did eventually find a bar to just sit at, and that's when we finally went over the edge to full drunk town. Now, we we sat at two bars, thank you very much. The first was before our live show, which is where we got about halfway there. (laughs) Because, of course we did. It's our live show. And I did have four drinks at that bar. Mm -hmm. But um, we... In less than an hour. We arrive in Las Vegas, and we go to Circus Circus, which is a garbage dump, dump hole for dookie people. <laughs> it was so rough to it, go there, and it's like, this is a this is a classic hotel on the Strip. It's great. It's a 45-minute wait in line to check into your goddamn room. Just to check into the room, and then you go into the room, and we're like, oh, look, the headboards only have, like, five knife knife wounds in them. Yeah. Oh. I've only gotten threatened by three cockroaches. <laughs> threatened by them. They come out, they're just like, Hey man, that's my bed. Get out of my bed, Holmes. Why would you talk about, why would the cockroach sound like that, Scotty? 
because because that's what Scarface he calls people little cockroaches. Ese. Well, there you go. So anyway, <laughs> anyways, we then leave Circus Circus, and this was the bombshell because we we, we said we stayed out. at Circus Circus for all of thirty minutes yeah. at that whole time. Oh uh, yeah, so we went to hang out with my buddy Mitsula, who lives in Vegas, and he was like, "Why the fuck are you staying at Circus Circus?" I'm like, "You told me that it was. Uh, you told me Excalibur was the worst, so I knew I didn't want to stay there." He's like, "Yeah, but." It's right there. It's across the street from the MGM. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had to do anything. And I was like, fuck, yeah, you're yep. right. I'm sorry. Because it was an hour and 15 minutes to walk from Circus Circus to the MGM Grand. Yeah. Um, But you know what? We had a fun Uber drive on the way. An Uber driver who was blatantly honest about everything. We were like, staying at Circus Circus. He's like, that place is a shithole, man. And they were like, oh, look, the who... Just as Dylan as a joke, because Dylan talked to everybody. was just like, oh, Scotty, look, there's the Hooters Casino and Suites. We should have stayed there. And without missing a beat, the Uber driver's like, fuck that place. It's a shithole. And I'm like... With the same type of inflection that somebody would just unpassionately say, oh, it's... Pretty warm today, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hooters is a shithole. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so then we get to the MGM, we meet up with Mitsula, we unknowingly to us talk to people who were the director and producer of the Joey Ryan documentary, which was a big deal. Oh, that's pretty sweet, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 that's what he told us the next day. And we were just like, you kind of buried the lead there, Zula, and he's like, ah, it's whatever. Um, uh, that was also the first opportunity we missed to smoke cigars with Zula. Yeah, well, to be fair, Dylan was starving, which then led us to go to... I was starving. ...the most beautiful food court I've ever seen in my... There was a Johnny Rockets that basically had a movie theater attached to the top of the Johnny Rockets just playing shit. Oh man, I don't remember that. This is a um, this is the point in the trip where I was very happy that I didn't have money with me because we went to a place called like Tacos and Margs. Yeah, and they had a giant human woman's leg that you could fill up with sixty ounces of it, margarita. It was the leg from a Christmas story. It was straight up the leg from a Christmas story. So. We uh we do we eat there, we enjoy it, we go in to see double or nothing, and this is how I know AEW and this is more of a fight boys conversation, but still, this is how I know AEW is definitely gonna like pull ahead of WWE. WrestleMania, WWE's biggest show of the year. I stood up roughly five times to go buy liquor. AEW did not leave my seat once i was glued i just wanted to watch yep. the whole time and we actually i did get up once to go grab a drink and go to the bathroom because and you immediately a, regret i immediately regretted it um you can hear more about that on our live episode yeah, but, yeah, yeah. of uh fight boys but we did we had a pretty easy access to a, a very close bar yeah so it's like well, i didn't know that i didn't even see that um so we then leave and the one thing I was obsessed about the whole trip and wanting to do is go to the Taco Bell Cantina where you can eat Taco Bell and also get liquor. And I'm like, oh yeah, we absolutely have to do that. And so we go, we find Mitsula after the show, and he's once again smoking a cigar. This will be a running theme throughout the entire story. 
And I look at him, I'm like, hey, the Taco Bell Cantina, is this a big deal? And he goes, it's a Taco Bell that serves beer. What the fuck else do you want, man? And I'm like, fair point. And he's like, go on your way, child. Like, all right. And Blake- Our fucking Vegas guru, Mitzula. Yeah. And this is the point in the night where we finally realized what Las Vegas is because we had never hit the strip the entire fucking time and we just kind of walked out of the MGM and a flood of neon hits us and we're like, oh, this is where Vegas is. We haven't now, seen it. I will say that up until that point, we were at Vegas during the daytime, which yeah. I've realized and should have common sensed this is not the Vegas you want to be at. Well, not only it's that, like you we should weren't... be sleeping until about 5 p.m. Well, we were also off the strip the whole time, so it didn't really affect us or anything. And Blake, would you like to describe your trip down the Vegas Strip? Because there were numerous times where you just kind of looked in stores and were like, hey, weed. Awesome. Um, There were a few times I stopped at one of them. But mm -hmm. I was dragged away by my two friends that I was there with, unceremoniously from getting my weed on. I wanted my fucking Taco Bell, son of a bitch! And look what happened. Yes, we arrived, we walked into the Taco Bell, there was easily a 30 minute wait, and I said, fuck this Taco Bell, let's go, and then we left. It was so crowded, and it was a lot smaller than I thought it would be. And this was also the point in the night where Dylan was a walking corpse. Oh, yeah. Because he was just like, we, we went to Twin Peaks, because of course we fucking did. Dylan just stumbles up to the bar, shambling. He couldn't talk. And they, <laughs> the waitress just walks up like, everything good, buddy? Y'all yeah, right? Dylan, who was, he, he was nursing a sore throat and just kind of feeling a little ick at that point. And he's just like, coffee, coffee, give me, give me the coffee. And Dylan chugged roughly a gallon of coffee while I just drank more and you ate a bunch of mozzarella sticks. No, no, you ate the mozzarella sticks. I ate the fried pickles and some of the buffalo wings and Dylan also ate a buffalo wing. Yeah. And then after that, we went to the after party for AEW's Double or Nothing as VIPs. But, Blake, that's a story we're going to have to tell when we get out of the Shill Station! Ding, ding, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, do you like merchandise? No, fuck off. You got a ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> got a ding ding. Okay, ding ding. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's <laughs> where <laughs> you can buy all our shirts and sh all the other shit. We got posters. We got cups. We got cups. I am contemplating putting some of, for uh, the big StarCast weekend, we made some, like, pretty dope trading cards for all the wrestlers for fight boys and i'm contemplating putting those up for like five bucks a pop and like sticker packs and stuff like that so if that's something you'd be interested in let us know on twitter at a load of pure bs dot com but yeah like blake said we got shirts we got awesome merchandise for that our shirts are fucking amazingly <laughs> soft so stupid though because of this stranger thing shirt i'm sorry i forgot <laughs> 
Because, Blake, we're celebrating Halloween with the Stranger Things oh, shirt. still there? Um, oh, it hurt in, me physically. In case you're wondering the quality of the shirts, Dylan, uh, the more I brought Dylan a, a Fight Boy shirt, and the morning of, he's just like, man, I hope this is good quality. And then, like, picks it up, and he went, oh. Oh, okay. So, it's Dylan, the hardest man to please, approved. And you can get it for your own at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But, Blake, what if people want to support us, but they don't need the merchandise? They don't need the shirts. They just want to help out the Fight Boys. The Fight Boys? Only the Fight Boys? And the BS Boys! (laughs) I'm sorry, this is such a Fight Boys-centric... Look... Fuck off! Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can support the Fight Boys. You can support a load of BS, opposite attractions, the entire network. And, of course, you get access to our exclusive Discord. You can hang out, you can chat with us, you can help us make decisions about the show. You get access to me and Blake's exclusive show, You Paid For This, where we watch dookie films and then commentate over them. It's like Mystery Science Theater, except a whole lot fucking worse. Yep. Um, our last one, we still got up there when we did Ready to Rumble. Yeah, we watched Ready to Rumble, and it, we need to do another one this month sometime. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we'll have it up there for all of our patrons, and like I said earlier, our entire trip to Atlanta we've got documented, and there's going to be that video going up soon in the next week or so. I'm still kind of in baby world, so I haven't been able to edit anything. So uh, it should be up soon. And, of course, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon Saints of the BS, Deborah, Scott, Moore, my mom and dad, and, of course, the first mate of the BS, Salty Frank of the Seven Seas. And if you want to join these patrons, you can at patreon.com. Slash a load of BS. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest. Plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown. The plaid is plaid on the plaid. The man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid. Blake Tanner. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! So, okay, we've now left Twin Peaks. Dylan is starting to become a human again. Mm-hmm. And we finally make our way to Caesar's Palace after navigating... Just Las Vegas, which is a huge escape room puzzle. It is. Let me detail this. We went up, down, around, up through a Walgreens that was two stories that we lost Dylan at because he was buying a Powerade. I forgot Um, about that, yeah. Um, and that was on our way to Twin Peaks, actually. We almost got, like, pressure sold into, like, going into one of these 3D ride experience eggs. Uh... Also pressured into going into numerous strip clubs. And also pressured into taking uh, pictures with uh, attractive women with no clothes on. 
Yeah. And we eventually make our way to Caesar's Palace. And we also walked in front of the Bellagio Fountains, and we did the oceans. Yes, we did the oceans. And uh, we finally make our way to Caesar's Palace and head into the SEU after party, after double or nothing. And Blake... I know what my experience was, and I feel like I had a different experience from you and Dylan, because as probably a solid ten minutes into this party, I just split and <laughs> started walking around and staring at people. Yep. Uh, I mean, I did a lot of staring at people. Um, I didn't really feel like talking to anybody because it was louder than God. Well, that was because... Screaming in my ear. And I'm pretty sure that that kind of put me off of any social, like, thing I wanted to do. Well, that that loud noise was courtesy of the L.A. Guns, who they brought in. Uh, of course, the L.A. Guns, the tumor that Guns N' Roses cut off back in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, they proved why they're a little tumor, because they didn't even have electric guitars. They just had acoustic, and they were still louder than anything I've ever heard in my entire life. It was terrible. And the whole time, I was just staring at Megaran, who was the DJ, just going like, Play something. Get them off the stage, please. He he brought it around eventually, though. Good old Mega Ran. He knew yeah, yeah. what we needed, and you, we, you can hear more about that in our live show for Fight yeah. Boys. Yeah. So um, after after all of that, um, what we now had... I will say most of my experience was waiting in line for the free bar that you yeah. bought for me. Because here's the thing: as the host, as the CEO of the BS Network, I tried to treat my boys right. So I got us VIP access to the party so we could go to the VIP area and hang out with, like, all of the wrestlers that we just saw perform and shit like that. I wanted to get us an open bar so we could just get real crunk. Blake, describe the open bar experience at this fucking after party. There were three or four bar stations, I believe. There were three bar stations. Two of those bar stations were paid, where if you had an open bar tag, you still had to pay. One was the open bar. A lot of people bought the open bar tag, bud. Yeah. And it was manned by the oldest living man I've ever seen Mm -hmm. in my life. And at one point, he just looked angry. No, that was his, his resting state was angry because he was like, fuck, I needed more people than this. This is bullshit. Also, um, this was, uh, oh, who who gave us this bit of advice? It's like, you had an open bar. You could have gotten two drinks every time you got there. Oh, that was a very drunk man in the bathroom as we were leaving. He was, and he had two drinks in the bathroom with him. Man, I wish I could have lived that guy's life. Yeah, but uh, at some point after we, Dylan it was just like, hey, look, take my drink and fuck. I'm going to fuck off for a few guys. Oh, yeah, we took Dylan's drink. Yeah, yeah. And, and he uh, fucked off for a few. And, like, I, I listened to some music. It's fine. Yeah, that I was curious because I split off at that point and was just, like, walking around trying to muster up the courage to talk to people but can never really do it. And then I got real bored, and I was like, I don't want to leave this, because I spent a lot of money on it. And then, <laughs> from the dance floor, I hear just like, 
All right. One hop this time. Dent. One hop this time. Dent. And I went, fuck yes, cha-cha slide. And your boy spent the rest of the night on the dance floor just getting it with apparently like Tommy Dreamer's girlfriend. So like Neo from Matt Mania, like a huge bunch of people just all dancing on the dance floor. And eventually it was just me and Neo alone doing wrestling entrances in front of a bunch of people staring with drinks in their hands. <laughs> it was yeah. I sat in line and I got two drinks. Yeah. And that was kind of enough. I talked with a few like random people that weren't famous and that was about it. So it was all right. With I me, missed the- having Dylan like at his at 100% because 100% Dylan in that situation is extremely social and valuable. And Mm -hmm. Um, so for the, I would say the back, like the last 40 minutes was just like after Dylan came back and it was just the two of us sitting down kind of in the back with a few, uh, people in the chair area, just staring at you on the dance floor. (laughs) Look at him. Get it. He's trying so hard. I remember Dylan tapped me on the shoulder and he said something along the lines of, he's going to stop eventually, right? See, that's a, there was a similar quote that Dylan had um, the next day. And I, I guess I'll skip ahead. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We need to talk about our, our time at the str- uh, or our time outside of Caesar's Palace the next day. Okay, okay. So basically what happened after this was we got in a Uber and the Uber driver promptly put on re- the remix to Ignition by R. Kelly and I was hyphy. I was prepped. I'm like, all right, boys, what's going to happen? We're going to get back to the room. I'm going to get some Uber Eats, get some jams, then I'm going to go over to Caesar's Palace, print off some boarding passes, and who knows? I'm going to go fucking gamble till we got to be up in the morning. I'm going to fucking get it. Dylan and I at that point were functionally corpses. Yes. and uh, Because well, we'd, let our, we'd let ourselves just, like, come down at during the party, mm-hmm. and we were done. And with me, I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I get in the hotel room, I fall in the bed, and I am dead to the world until 6 o'clock in the morning. I remember, I don't know what it was, I think I went to the bathroom to wash my hair or something, like as soon as we got in, and you were there, like, alright, I gotta get this shit ready, I gotta get uh, the videos ready for a live show tomorrow, I gotta do all this. I come back out, like, less than 10 minutes later... And all of the color had drained from your face. <laughs> and he was a dead man. And then it, you had just died. And I was like, yeah. there he is. There's the boy. Um, and then cut to the next morning. We wake up. We Uber back over to Caesar's Palace. And we have breakfast with Joey Janela, which we talked about on the live show. But, oh, boy, that was a fucking train wreck. And it made me feel so much better about our live show. It was fantastic. Then we did our live... No, then we went to the bar to get ready for our live show. We sat down. It was like a nice bar with, like, luxury beers. And I'm like, give me the margarita with the jalapenos. And they're like, all right, here you go. I got 
two bourbon and cokes. I got a nice beer and I got another cocktail. Oh shit! I didn't know you. I only had two drinks. I didn't realize you were down there. Oh, then again, you had some friends with you. You were down <laughs> there just like partying with. Some I had boys. some friends we that we were like had been talking to because I was like in the middle of you guys. They were some yeah. pretty big wrestling fans, and those boys had just decided to go for the endless mimosas. It was only twelve dollars for bottomless mimosas, and I was like, guys, we should get this. And you're you, both of you are like, yeah, but mimosas suck. And I'm like, I, I'm aware of that, but it's twelve dollars. <laughs> the thing is, they gave them to you separately. So you could just, like, get nasty with it. You could just like, get nasty on a bottle of champagne and just fuck yep. it. Um, it's like they gave you the whole bottle of champagne. It's like, if you want orange juice, it's optional. We will yeah. keep bringing you champagne bottles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we went and did our live show to a massive audience of two fucking people. Two people. Um... And after that, we did our live show. That went fantastically. And Mitsula had some shit to do at StarCast, which, despite performing for them, we were not allowed to do anything at StarCast. I think, I think our audience size speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we look at Mitsula and we're like, hey, man, while you're doing this, because we all agreed we were going to meet back up to smoke cigars at 630. I'm like... Okay, where can we go eat? And he goes, well, if you go across the strip, there's like an In-N-Out burger. There's a, like a taco place. There's a Tilted Kilt. And both of you, you and Dylan in unison said Tilted Kilt. <laughs> we were both like, Tilted Kilt. Yes, Tilted Kilt. So we went across, uh, went to I the Tilted Kilt. I didn't get a second like to say or reiterate anything at that point because you were both already halfway there by the time I looked. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, Tilted Kilt, what? Where did they go? They're yeah. already there. So we went to the Tilted Kilt, we drank, we ate. I had three drinks at Tilted Kilt. Uh, I, I, I don't want to... Uh, Dylan works for a chain of hotels, one of whom happens to be in Vegas. I'm not going to, like, dox where he works, but he's it's like... It's not the Trump one, don't worry. It's not the Trump one. And he was like, I, I get a lot of complaints about this specific hotel in Vegas. I'm going to go visit it. Do you guys want to come with? And we went, how far is it? He goes, it's a 40-minute walk. And me and you probably went, now fuck you, Dylan, bye. <laughs> then we walked back to uh, Caesar's, Caesar's, Palace. Caesar's Palace to gamble. And we gambled. A little bit. Um, I, I think we started out by, like, let's go to the bar first. Yeah, yeah. And we picked the one of the bars that has video poker. And that's so where that, Blake... I just kind of sat in that for a little while. Well, okay. I'm going to say what I did, because I need you to tell the audience what you did at some point, because... All I did was pull out literally all the money that was in my bank account, which was $60. I then turned that $60 into 180 over the course of, like, three hours of gambling. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling up. And when we went to get our players' cards, I they asked me, like, hey, can we get your ID? I go, yeah, here you go. And they go, you already have one. And I'm like, how much have I fucking gambled that I'm not aware I have one of these? <laughs> You uh, must have gone to, like, a Caesars place before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I will... I'm gonna give you the table okay. to tell your story, Blake Tanner. So, this is what happened, because we got our player cards. Scotty, you didn't get one. I got a brand new one, which came with... You can either put uh, $10 towards, you know, gambling on the card, or you get a $10 drink voucher. Yeah. 
at only applicable at three fucking bars in all of Las Vegas at Caesar's locations. So I'm like, I'm gonna take that free drink voucher. I spent the next 20 minutes trying to find this bar. It was yeah. right around the corner, but it was very hard to find. I stroll up to that bitch. I go up there. I hand the uh, bartender, I hand her my voucher. I say, give me something that is $10 exactly. Yeah. And, um... So she said this... no. She said that doesn't exist, baby. You're in Vegas. <laughs> right? Um, so there's, uh, this woman sitting next to me who notices me doing that. And she's like, wait, where did you get that? I didn't know you could do that. I said, yeah, I just signed up for a card. He's like, what? Really? And we kind of strike up a conversation. Um, shit, what was her name? I mean, I don't want to, given her occupation, I wouldn't want to dox this woman. Oh, but it was not. Uh, it was not her name. Oh, okay. This was her fucking pro wrestling name. This was her fake name. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, we start talking, and she's telling me about um, she's about to meet a friend to go see the new John Wick movie, and I'm like, oh, I saw, I saw it not too long ago. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves is great. I really liked Halle Berry, what she did in it, and she's like, good. I'm I'm really excited to see it. And um, she asks what I'm here for. Is it my first time? And I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, oh, did you get you done a little bit of gambling? You get a little bit of you get a little bit of booty. I'm like what? <laughs> you didn't tell me this part where she was just like, little gambling, little drinking. But, did you fuck? fuck? There was I was I was a little inebriated at that point, so trying to get like the details was fuzzy. But now it's coming back. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, not yet. And he's like, oh, but you thinking about it? <laughs> And, uh, I love this woman so much. Oh, she was fantastic. And she said, um, you know, and then I told her, oh, we were here for the wrestling show. She was like, oh, I was I was at the club last night and the champion came in. <laughs> and I don't know if you know much about wrestling, but there was no champion at the wrestling show we saw last night, the they, night before. AEW does not have a champion at this point. So... I didn't know if I wanted to nerd out or humor her. I chose the latter, and I'm like, really? Tell me about the champion. And she's like, oh, yeah. Hold on, I got some pictures with his belt. Because he was, apparently, whoever this was, he was going around showing it off, saying he was the champ to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's the fucking NXT. It's the NXT title, which is Mm -hmm. not, which is not AEW at all. It's the wrong belt. Can I, well, hold on. Can I just be honest with you? When you told me this story and you were like, yeah, a man was at the club with a, with his championship walking around, I genuinely thought it was former WWE cruiserweight champion Enzo Amore just trying to get some booty in fucking Vegas with his belt from two years ago. Now, as as it did turn out, this gentleman in um my my fine bar friend's words was like, Oh, he was trying to get in everyone's pants. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, he she he was talking me up a little bit, and I'm like, all right, all right. And then a couple of my girls came back and said, oh, they're trying the same thing. And then I was like, mm-mm, that's when you got to pay, hon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's when I'm like, now you've told me you're a stripper. Do you also do the sex work? Which is really <laughs> cool. Pardon me, miss. Pardon, I understand pardon me. you've told me that you're a stripper. But do you do the butt stuff as well? <laughs> but she was like, mm-mm. That's when they pay. 
Uh-huh. And she's going on about, like, how, like, all types of assholes like that come in and they try to strut their stuff. And it's like, you're just trying to, just talking big yeah. shit just to hope to get a little bit of free stuff. It's like, no, no, no. And she's like, I'm a cold businesswoman. I am 30 years <laughs> old. I am hot as hell. And I know what to do. And I know how yeah. to deal with it. And I'm like, God, I've never respected a person more than you right now. If you were not going to go see John Wick 3, I would just be like, man, how much? <laughs> not even for the sex, just no, for the respect. I just want you to talk to me for a few hours right now. <laughs> because I need your advice for life. Oh, no, 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 no. You're just like, how much? And she's just like, what you want, baby? I'm like, how much would it be to record a live podcast with me? <laughs> Welcome to Hooker and the Bee, coming soon to TVN. And that was the point where her phone started ringing and she said, oh, she had to go, or she was going to meet her friend. And then she stood up and she's like, come here, come here. And she hugged me. And it was great. Yeah, It was the weirdest, like, interaction I've ever had. And I think it was one of the best. Mm-hmm. Then cut to you coming back and finding your best friend just running around a Vegas casino with $180 and his hand like, I'm a winner! I did it! <laughs> uh, also, I lost $20 because I played that fucking panda game for too yeah. long. Although, I got two free drinks out of it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know I- that if you're at those machines for long enough, people will just come by and offer you drinks? Well, that's what uh, Mitsula, after this, we went to the cigar bar with Mitsula, and he was telling us about, like, those little slot machines they have. And he goes, yeah, there's, like, a little readout on the beh- on the back of it that will tell them how much you've spent and if you've earned a free drink or not, which is dope as fuck. I love it. Oh, also, my, uh, my bar friend, she told me, like, if you go to the video poker mm-hmm. um, bars... And if you, like, slide a 20 in while the bartender's watching, then most of the time they'll uh, they'll give you a little something. But yeah. that was when Mizzoula told us that it's like, oh, yeah, they changed those to the counters now that have the stuff in the back that yeah, tell yeah. you how much you spent. But, uh, so then we went to the nicest bar, I think I've... Well, Edison... Ed- the Edison in Disney Springs is probably my number one, but this is a close, close fucking second. Yeah, because it had some great drinks, and also it was a cigar bar, which, I mean, you can smoke everywhere in Vegas, so... And the, um... Well, he had American Rebel Cigars, which is owned by one of the people who own AEW, or runs AEW, so I was like, well, we have to have these. It was probably the best cigar experience I've ever had in my life, but my favorite was going through the menu and looking at the cocktail list and being like, wait, what are the prices? Every cocktail was $18, and then I looked, and they go, oh, but we also have the specialty cocktails, and those are 19 and I went, well, I'll sp- spend an extra dollar if I get specialty. Scotty, this is the point. Once we, once we get past that first cigar... This is where all of Blake Tanner's money went away. This is when my money went away that night. Yeah. This is when I spent about a... Of almost half of like my budget. Well, yeah, because yeah, I had like a like a small pour of Lagavulin scotch, and that was twenty one dollars. And we just kept getting these twenty dollar drinks over and over again. But luckily, we made friends with the waitress real quick. Yeah. And there was it was one it was literally the best drink I've ever had. And I took a sip of it. You had a sip of it, and Dylan goes, "I'm gonna get one of those." So he gets one. He gets. 
the same drink, but it's not. Like, there's just something wrong with it. And um, the waitress comes by, and we go, we don't think these are the same drinks. And she goes, oh, wait, no, I think it's this one. I went, could you bring us both of these so we could compare? And she looks, and she goes, you know what? I can do that. Just hand me your glasses. And me being the asshole I am, just gulped all mine down in one glug. And then looking at Dylan, she goes, the fuck are you? Finish it. Finish it. And she was almost, like, you could see her being like, go on. Go on, do it. Like and Dylan and we all took turns over. on that glass. Dylan had already handed over the glass. She gave it back. Like finish it, please. Just finish um, this. And, and yeah, that got, was how we got a free round of drinks. Well, we got two free drinks like that, and then afterwards, it took them so long to get us our bill back. And because we were with somebody who works for Caesars, they were like, "Ah, oh, we'll put a discount on it for you." So we got charged a lot less than we were supposed to for those drinks. Scotty did. What what part did Mitzula get for us? All of it was on our bill. Yeah. It was a matter of the fact that we also got a manager's discount off of it, which was them going like, we took 10% off and also took off like two or three drinks. I'm like, fuck, okay. I mean, we did spend a lot there. Yeah, we spent a whole lot of money. Like um, when, I, when I do want to, my first day in Vegas, I was like, "Fuck Vegas, this place sucks." My second day in Vegas, I'm like, "Oh, if you do it right, Vegas is amazing." We were, yeah, we were not in the place physically or mentally to do Vegas right on the first day after spending six hours in planes. But uh, this is also where the quote of the weekend from Dylan came, at least in my opinion, and it was, "Someone made an appearance, Blake." <laughs> And it was his first appearance of the weekend, and it was Drunk Blake. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, it's begun. The captain, the captain's arising to a point where you were literally, we had our bags. You were like, open the bag. Give me the captain's hat. It's time to go. See, this is what I meant when I told you that Tim should have brought the hat. And then this was my favorite part was the fact that I was I wasn't full Scotty drunk, but I was like even my dad was like I kept seeing the pictures and I I know your face well enough to know when you're too far. You're never too far. Like thank you, dad. But at one point I was so tipsy that you were like, I want the captain's hat. And I went, you're not allowed the white captain's hat, but you can wear the tropical captain's hat. (laughs) But you put on your captain's hat, you go to the bathroom, and Dylan just looks down at his drink, kind of mixes his ice cubes around, and goes, so how long is that going to last? Because we got to get through airport security in a few few hours. And I'm like, it'll be fine. (sighs) Ah. Oh, and God. then we did. Yeah, and then eventually we did get through. I hate to say it, probably the worst flight experience of my life was that flight back from Vegas into Dallas. Oh, it was horrible. It Absolute was. fucking fruitly. It was absolutely the worst shit on the planet because, like, I knew, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like midnight. We, I can just sleep on the plane. I woke up after 30 minutes. My lips were chapped from how dry it is in Vegas, and I'm just, like, staring at the ground like, fuck all of this. This is also when I made my final drunk purchase of the of the trip. I don't want to say I fucking hate you for this purchase, but you went in and you were like, oh, I'm going to go get me a neck pillow. Blake, would you like to describe your neck pillow you bought? <laughs> 
and then I'll describe because I asked you, would you mind getting me one as well? And I'll just describe yours, and then I'll tell you what you gave me. Okay, I would I would like to preface this by saying that over the trip, we we did a we had a pretty good handoff of buying each other stuff. I bought all your food. You bought us some really cool experiences. Yeah, I bought all your food. Um, and most of your drinks, and I let you keep that $180 that you won, so I, when I bought us, when I bought a $50 neck pillow, that was really nice and comfortable. fucking dollars! This thing gave head, it was so fancy! <laughs> it's like, very nice. Now, the funny thing is, the one I bought for you was $20. I wonder why! Because you come out with this futuristic bullshit around your neck that I swear, like, read your pulse and told you if you had a disease and shit. It, it massages you, too. Massages your neck. And then you hand me what can only be described <laughs> as a giant black dick. Like, it was just a giant black stuffed animal shaped like a dick and then you're like oh it goes around your neck and i'm like it absolutely does not go around my neck like i tried i tried putting it in like against my lower back i tried wrapping it around my neck no it's just this garbage ass pillow wrapped around my neck like i tried sleeping with it on the first flight by the second flight i just threw it in the floor it was like i could just lay back i'll be good oh so that was that was how vegas went it was a whole lot of intoxicants and then when we arrived back there was only one thing that we needed to do i was go get some fucking popeyes chicken and i don't think we've i don't know if it was because we had been like in vegas where food quality didn't matter, and it was more how drunk you were. But that was the best Popeye's chicken I've ever had in my fucking life, was the one we got in Georgia. I felt like I had, like, started to come back alive again after eating that Popeye's. The Popeye's brought it back to the table. Well, because, like, I've... I got... I actually got some sleep on the plane. Yeah. But not as much as I wanted. Well, they say you need, like, seven to eight hours for a day. We mm-hmm. got seven to eight hours over the course of three days, so I don't know if that's the best thing to do. And, like, we went straight, like, I went straight from there. I drove all the way to Birmingham, and I did a four-hour-long rehearsal for yeah. our show. And I had just been going since. Sat- this previous Saturday was the first day I had off. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... I'm still pretty riggedy wrecked. Yeah. Well, I'm not because I pull into my my home. I get out of my car. Emily looks at me and goes, we're all going to go to my parents' house. That way you can have some time to rest. And the time... And the time she gave me to rest was apparently 17 fucking hours because I woke up the next day at like one in the afternoon. I was that gone at that point that I was just like dead to the world for 17 hours. Oh, yeah, because like once I left, like we did not talk. (laughs) Like once I... I couldn't. I couldn't speak because I was dead. I kind of thought at some point it's like... Yeah. No, I'm sure he's okay. 
It'll be fine. It's all right. <laughs> It'll be fine. So I didn't realize that the Vegas story would take up the entirety of this fucking episode. So I guess my uh, my baby story will have to wait until next week, which means, Blake Tanner, all I got to do right now is ask you, what was awesome this week? Um, just the the days that I got to sleep. Yeah. Dude. Like, the fact, there was the one night that I was like, I can, I can get just about six hours of sleep. That was the most beautiful thing after yeah. the trip. It's really, it was really nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm valuing sleep a lot more at this point in my life because with baby here, <laughs> oh, that sleep ain't happened. I, and I know this is cliche, but I've never loved something as much as I love that fucking baby. Like anytime I have to hand her off to Emily, I'll like hold her in my arms outstretched and just stare at her for a minute and be like, this is the best thing on the planet. But when I wake up, from a nice ass sleep to hear her crying. I've never hated anything more in my life. <laughs> I'm instantly like, no, no, no. Like I'll, I'll like sit, I'll lay by her crib holding her pacifier in her mouth. The other night I'm, I'm, I'm almost asleep and I hear her start crying and spitting out the pacifier. And I'm just like struggling to shove it back in her mouth. Like, please, no, please don't do this to me right now. You gotta, you gotta get that baby on a circadian rhythm. Yeah. Oh, that's the fucking thing. And I guess we'll talk about this next time. Motherfucker was born at midnight. So now all her shit's fucked. It's all kinds of backwards. Oh, this is going to be fun. She came out with her middle finger outstretched to the world and asked for a titty in her mouth. That's what my baby is me. Um, But my thing that's awesome this <laughs> Scream for the titty. Uh, But my thing that's awesome this week is, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but just having a cool, like, morning or evening routine. Because that was like, I always woke up late for school and shit, so I never really had an established routine outside of, like, go in there, brush your teeth, and then we're going to school. But now I've got one where I, like, wake up, I go, I make myself some coffee, and then I'll go into my room, I'll do some, like quick yoga meditate for a few learn some french read on my kindle and it takes like an hour and 30 minutes but it's just so nice to have like an hour dedicated to just myself now with a baby here it's less of a i wake up and do these things and more of a it's seven o'clock go do these things but Mm -hmm. yeah it's really nice to have like a set routine and also finding things that And this is my second thing that's awesome. It's finding shit that you love to do that, how do I say this, that isn't based on, like, income. Because I love BS, and I love Fight Boys, and I love doing all this. It is still technically part of making money, because we get money from our patrons and shit like that. And it is part of a bigger business plan and shit like that. So I've never really had something that I can just look at and be like, this is just for me. And now I'm finding shit that I can do that's not like watching YouTube. It's like I just sat up last night and drew and just drawed a bunch of fun shit for like two hours. And it was amazing. Just finding good shit that's not being lazy, like productive fun. Oh, that reminds me. I want to go play some video games. Yeah. <laughs> I'll 
call that productive fun. Depending Listen on the here, day. any time that you spent enjoying is not time spent wasted. Yeah. Also, I've been learning to play the guitar. Oh! I know three chords because I had to for the show, but I was pre- I got pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with me, I'm once I can find a way to clean off my keyboard, I'm going to try to throw my hand in the piano. Because I've only done like stringed instruments my whole life. Like I learned how to do the uh, mandolin and bass and guitar. But now I want to get into piano, which seems like so many times more difficult, but I'm willing to fuck with it. Yes. Um, but until we come back to talk about the birth of my child, Blake Tanner, where can people find you on the motherfucking internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, and not so much me as my friends who do video game videos on video games. And... Just because I want to keep asking this question because I want this to come out into the world. How's that D&D campaign looking? We're supposed to be meeting in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, I don't no, know I, if I'm Duke at, is... I'm at the uh, video. Like the well, one the you thing guys... is, like, our editor, the guy that we had editing, he got a new job, and so he just wasn't able to do it. We still got all the gross, like, stuff. It just needs to be edited. Give it to me. Give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> Okay. I ain't got nothing else to do. Send I'll, me it. I'll get Josh. I'll tell Josh to send it to you. You'll yeah. edit it. You'll do it for freeze. Yeah. I mean, I'll take care of it. Take care of your boy. If you guys yeah, want, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll see if I'll, I'll tell him about that tomorrow. I mean, if you guys want, if you guys want to continue this as like a thing, I'm willing to make it like nice and put it up as a podcast as well. It will be under the BS Network brand, though. I'll just say. Anyway, that's fi- okay. That's fine. As long as we will. As long as we upload it onto the Darkroom YouTube as well. Yeah, it would be on both. Uh, it'd be on Darkroom, and then I might put a copy up on the... Uh, I don't know why we're doing business talk right now. Find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Look up the Queensland Corp trilogy. Look up BS versus the Gods, the novel where me and Blake get really, really drunk and then fight off a bunch of Grecian gods. I'm starting, hopefully, as soon as baby stuff calms down, I'm going to finally dig into the novel and I might put us in Vegas at one point, just as a nice little tribute. And, of course, remember to check out all the other shows online at a load of purebs.com If you're liking all the wrestling talk and wanting to see what this drunken weekend all was for, check out Fight Boys. We just published our live show. We did it with Mega Ran and his podcast, Matt Mania. It turned out fucking amazing. And we want you guys to check that out. And, of course, remember to support this show, whether that be monetarily with Patreon or by merch. But most importantly, just make Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Subscribe. Leave a like. Do whatever you can. Every little thing you could do would mean the world to us, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes because we going to hey, see hey, you. Hey, stop. Stop. Oh, oh, stop. Oh, oh, stop. It's been Put so the long. Brakes. I forgot. Hold up. I've got a job to do. It's my one thing at the end. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, off of their album of the same name. Tom and the boys have been up to a lot. They're starting to mess with our stees. Uh, last week, they released their 
own podcast, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes Brasscast. The Brasscast. It was actually very, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, also, fun fact, we apparently were inches away from missing Ric Flair because if he was going to be at StarCast, he was going to be the one to present the AEW Championship, from what I've heard. So we I heard about got that. To... I would have been a lot more angry at Dylan. Yeah. So we almost got to see the Flair Man. Flair! But of course, I <laughs> Find me and Blake on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, because we're going to see you next week!